Yo, yo, let's go. It's the Great Debate Show with your host Jarvis Jeffries, along with Terrence Smith and Nick Ely. We in the building. We in the building. And you already know, we back and we better than ever, baby. So much to talk about. Week six, we recap it. We also give you a preview of the NBA season that will be underway. On this coming Tuesday, October 24th, my team is no longer undefeated. That's my Niners. It would have been a great day, a glorious day on this show if Nick's Eagles hadn't lost also. I'm sure he would have had a blast, but he cannot because his team lost as well. Unfortunately for him. I'm looking forward to making everybody hate me again. <laughs> We're going to talk about it, though. We're about to get into it right now. It's the Great Debate Show, available wherever you get your podcast. Hit the follow button so you can be notified each and every time a new episode is up. Before I get started, I would just like to say for any and everyone in the Mid-South area, if you're looking for a nice lunch, you're looking for somewhere to go where you can eat you something scrumptious at the same time when you're on the run, on the go, in a hurry, get you a salad or a wrap or a gyro or a, a quesadilla in turkey, chicken, salmon, Lamb, shrimp, chicken and shrimp. Oh my God, he has it all. It's all on one, one, one food truck. That's right, Eat Green Urban Salads with Chef Swagger. Eat Green Urban Salads with Chef Swagger. Man, holler at him at 901-417-1492. Or you can just email him at eaturban at gmail.com at outlook.com. And man, I tell you, you will not regret it. All right, guys. We got a lot to talk about in the NFL. Man, man, man. Um, again, we're going to start off with talking about our Eagles and our Niners. We've lost. The Niners lost in Cleveland. The Eagles lost in New York against the Jets. We're going to start the show off by asking, which loss was more disappointing between the Eagles or the 49ers in their losses? We pretty much will have our own opinions. We will share our thoughts and weigh in here. First, before we get into that topic, Terrence and Nick, how y'all doing, man? You know, I'd, I'd be better if we didn't have that topic to talk about. I know. <laughs> so right. would I, as a matter of fact. I know, right? Uh, I, I, You know what? I think I probably feel worse about it than both of y'all do. Hmm. That's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm waiting on that explanation. Well, shit, let's get into it then. We uh, ain't got any time to waste. Let's go ahead and get into this. Go ahead, I, tell us what's I up, don't man. Mind. We can jump right into it. Guys, I'm 35. Um, Damn. There has not been an undefeated team um, in the NFL since, what, 72? The 72 Dolphins? Yes. Yep. And this is just another year where it's not going to happen. This is why I hated that David Tyree played so much. This is why I hated Asante Samuel dropping that interception so much. This is why I hated Ellis Hobbs uh, fighting on that double move so much. And the Giants stealing, rolling the Patriots up with a cool boy and stealing a win. They won't get that reference. 
Uh, <laughs> uh, rolling them up with a cool boy, getting that win and, and, and feeling that Super Bowl. Because the reality is that we're more than likely not going to see an undefeated team in our lifetime. And every t- every year, I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's Pittsburgh, right? Like, I, I hate Pittsburgh, but <laughs> I want to see an undefeated team in my lifetime. And hopefully next season, Pittsburgh isn't great, and I have to eat those words. Uh, but I thought this year, you know, I didn't say anything on the last show, but, you know, I was secretly hoping that at least one of you guys would reign undefeated. And, and at least, at least give Mercury Morris a reason to have to come out and, and write his rhyme again. But uh, he gets to chill for the whole season this year. And I, I, I want Mercury Morris to be able to see that undefeated team. And, and um, you know, and hopefully it's the last day you see it before they show a dirt on him. But unfortunately, that won't happen this year. And, I, and I'm, I'm kind of upset about it. What the hell did Mercury Morris do to you, man? What the Dolphins do to you? I just, I just hate the fact that when a team goes 11 and 0, 12 and 0, he's all over ESPN hating on that team. All right, I guess. Uh, I mean, to answer, to answer the original question, I mean, the, the, our, I think our loss was by far more disappointing. Um, while the Jets do have a lot of talent on defense, they were missing, you know, two of their best guys on their side. Nice shirt. Um, there are two missing two of the best guys on that side of on that side of the uh, on that side of the ball and Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed. And even with that being said, Jalen Hurts threw three picks. That's just that's completely unacceptable. Number one, um, number two, the offense was uh, definitely somewhat out of sorts. It felt like uh, the defense I feel like showed up and played pretty well, um, but the offense was just was just entirely out of sorts for the whole night. Um, now that being said, I'm not using this as a referendum on on our season on on the team that we could be going forward. Um, you know, I, I feel like this was this was just a bad Sunday. You know, maybe it's because it was uh, Friday the Thirteenth weekend, and you know, whatever weird stuff happens between us losing, obviously the Niners losing. We're also talking about uh, the Bills being in a, in a nail biter, uh, also against the backup quarterback. Um, so you know, maybe it was just one of those freaky weekends where uh, stuff happens. You know, and so that's kind of how I'm looking at it. Certainly, there's some there's some conversation about um, how we've won games this year as opposed to what, the way we looked last year. Um, but that's just part of it. I mean, when you have a team that's that that's as good as we were last year, um, and you know, kind of bringing a bit of a new thing to the league—not necessarily a new thing, but um, a, a different version of, of some of the newer things we've seen in terms of the RPO and the things that Taylor can do. Um, not only with his speed, but also you know, being as powerful as he is with the uh, the brotherly shove, which I don't think we actually ran at all uh, this past weekend. Maybe once. Wow. Um, but certainly did not see it as often as, as we normally do. We we just weren't in really in a lot of four, third and one and fourth and one situations where where it was really an option. Um, but yeah, our, our loss I, I think I think I'll say was definitely the more disappointing of the two. Uh, the Browns got one hell of a defense over there, man. I mean that, that's that's just the bottom line. That, those guys are are playing on a different level right now, um, and you know. Uh, finally made Brock Purdy look look a little more uh, look a little more like the last pick in the draft as opposed to what he's looked like um, his first what fourteen regular season games. Um, obviously in that game as well they lost Trent Williams and Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel. Um, we lost a couple guys Lane Johnson, uh, Avante Maddox. Uh, a couple guys went out for us, but uh, you know really no excuse for us to have lost that game. Um, Forty Nine ers even actually put themselves in position to win, and if it weren't for a rookie kicker missing the game winning kick, we're not even having this conversation about them. So. Uh, I think it was. I think it was definitely ours. That was that was more disappointing of the two. Yeah, uh, Nick, I'm gonna have to agree with you. I, I do think your loss was a little more disappointing, especially considering the fact that it seems like you had to win. 
regardless of everything that you just mentioned. And so did my team. I'll get to it in a moment. But, yeah, uh, that was just a terrible play on, I mean, the last interception that Jalen Hurst threw when that game should have been over and they should have just been running the ball. That's not completely on him. That's also coaching and um, play calling or whoever's in charge of that. Yeah, it, it, it's definitely more disappointing because, I mean, it's the Jets. It's Zach Wilson. You just lost to Zach Wilson. Say what you want about Zach Wilson and how he has started to play. That's still Zach Wilson. And that offense is still that offense, Nathaniel Hackett and company. And um, But I will say this for the Jets, and this is not to discredit them or anything. That's a good win. You, you're the first team to beat the Philadelphia Eagles, and you did it in week six. Last year, if I'm not mistaken, it took you guys a little longer before you had your first loss, at least after week. I think it was week eight or nine. Yeah, and my Niners. Well, like, I think we were eight and zero before we lost to the Commanders. And that's exactly the that's exactly what the 49ers did in 2019. They went eight and zero before they lost their first game on a Monday night to Seattle, and you all lost your first game on a Monday night to Washington. We both went to the Super Bowl and lost to the same team, the Chiefs. How, how ironic. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, the Eagles were more disappointing because of those things that I just mentioned, and they're just supposed to be still better. Uh, now, again, the credit goes to the to the Jets' defense and what they did, the turnovers that they forced. You know, that's not just Jalen Hurts playing bad. That's a damn good defense. But for them to do for them to do that without their starting corners, Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed, that says a lot. And um, not only that, but, um, man, I said that the Jets would would have to win some games here. If there was any way possible for us to, you know, think that Aaron Rodgers is really going to come back and play, they need to win games and they need to get close to a wild card spot, whether they get that wild card spot or not. And now we're starting to see it come unfold as – we're seeing Aaron Rodgers more on television. He's on the sideline. He's no, there's no crutches. He's not in a boot. He's throwing the ball. He's helping on play calling. He's just getting all the attention. He's just showing you, watch this. Watch what I do. Now, I don't think it's going to happen, not one bit, but it's good entertainment. And with that entertainment, Nick, mm, no, you hate to be the butt of the jokes in this, but yeah, this is what this script, this is where this script is going, though. Honestly, uh, it's no fault to the Eagles or how they're playing or who they lost. This is just according to the script. The Jets have to win more games. But again, I will say that, hey, look, man, the Jets are a good team. They are a good defensive team. And, um, you know, congrats to get the win. But as far as the Eagles go, um, I just think that sometimes as I'm watching Jalen Hurts, he's this is what Terrence was alluding to last week. Just too much looking for A.J. Brown, holding the ball a little bit too long, you know, wanting to find that man or make the big player. And, and Jalen's usually not the type to say, I'm going to make the big player right now. But it looks like that's what he's just and, – and when it's not there, I don't know. I just don't see the same – I don't know if they're telling him, hey, don't run immediately. Hang in there for a little bit longer. We put a lot of money on you. We got to protect our investment. We don't want you hurt. It just seems like something's missing sometimes on certain drives. He'll come back and put it together here, and then it'll kind of go away there. I always have said this season is something missing with the Eagles. Just something I can't quite put my finger on it. 
And it showed in New York in that game right there. Now, to my Niners, our loss was disappointing also. I mean, I don't want to spend too much time on it, but to all the people that are saying that Brock Purdy is just what we thought he was, we said that he's a, uh, a you know, a system quarterback. We're giving Cal more credit than he deserves. Uh, and, you know, hey, he's not good. He's okay. He's this, he's that, and it's okay. But he's not great. But all the man has done is won. And I'm, I'm starting to give him his credit now. I'm giving him his due. So am I going to just flip everything and say I was right all the damn long? I knew Brock Purdy was just what he is. Mr. Irrelevant. The last pick of the draft. We saw some of his limitations on Sunday in Cleveland. I also will say that he didn't have time to throw the football. Uh, Trent Williams went down early in the game. He did return, but somebody fell on his leg pretty damn good. I don't know how he was able to come back from that and continue that game and finish that game. But whatever PFF is saying about what Miles Gary did to Trent Williams, they did it on a Trent Williams that was about 30%. I'm going to leave that at that. But the rest of that offensive line, they really got their asses whooped. That's just it. The game is to be won in the trenches. And from what I saw on the offensive line of the Niners that I've talked about many of times on this podcast, especially the right side of that O-line, it got dominated. And Purdy didn't have a lot of time to do a lot. I will say that when it mattered the most, though, on that last drive, he made the completions, he got them down there, and they had a chance to win the game. And they missed a 41-yard field goal. A kicker who missed his second field goal of that day, and that same kicker is who Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch decided to trade up in the third round for a kicker. And he can't win the game in Cleveland. This doesn't look too good for you guys right now. This is what Jay York gave a six-year contract extension to. Look, Purdy didn't look good. I'm not making excuses for him. Some of the things that I've always talked about, he didn't get away with it on Sunday. The air it throws, some of the just, hey, I'm going to make a play. It looks like he's just closing his eyes. Where was he going with that? They always drop those interceptions. They didn't drop them on Sunday. They dropped one on one drive. On one drive, one position, they dropped it, and two plays later, they got it. That's the number one ranked defense. You're not going to get away with all that shit. That's just it. But he's entitled to have a bad game. So anybody that's saying, oh, man, he's this, he's that, he's not, he's not, just calm down, slow down. All right? He's he's got the Minnesota Vikings. He's going to Minnesota on Monday Night Football. They got an extra day's rest. He's got time. I will say this before we move on. He lost CMC. He lost Debo. Trent Williams was banged up. On the defensive side, our CB2, who has really been playing like a CB1, he left the game, De'Amanel Lenore, and I got to give him his flowers too. He's been balling. We need him healthy because the way he's been playing, it's like Patrick Sertain who? We don't really need a corner. What we need to do is spend some of that extra salary cap space money on a Right guard, right line. tackle, something on an offensive line, yes. Because that, that is definitely still y'all's Achilles heel, and that, that's going to be a problem if you when you get to the playoffs. Especially, I mean, not to the on horn, but especially if you got to see us again. We saw what happened last year. Y'all had not fixed that problem. It's, it's no, going to no, be a lot uh, like We're not ready for Jalen Carter and Fletcher Cox and them boys. No, we're not ready for them right now. I've always worried yeah. about this. I've talked about this line. I've always said for two years now, three years now, it's Trent Williams and everybody else. 
and it comes to certain games where that matters. This game mattered. That D-line in Cleveland is good, and that defense in Cleveland is good. But I'm just saying that, hey, Christian McCaffrey, Debo, they were gone. They did not return. There's an oblique injury slash rib injury going on with CMC, but they say he dodged a bullet. He actually could play Monday night in Minnesota. And Debo, he's going to be day-to-day along with Trent Williams being day-to-day with an ankle injury or a leg injury where somebody fell on his leg. It didn't look good at first. I'm not going to lie. I was like, oh, damn, this is our season. <laughs> Go back to what I said in the offseason in training camp when people said, Jarvis, you're complaining too much. You're too negative. I said we're top-heavy. As soon as people go down, we lose. What yeah. the fuck did I tell a lie at? I think the question that I have is that, um, and it's for both of y'all, really, and I think it, it applies more to Nick the Eagles than it, than it does to your Fort Niner Charming, but did, did the Jets, given that they didn't have the top two corner, because I understand that's a really good defense. Both of those teams, respectively, are very good defenses. Um, but given that the Jets didn't have their top two corner, did they expose something schematically that could be taken advantage of against Jalen Hurts? So the one thing that um, I saw this from a, a statistic on this, I think on first take a little earlier this morning. Um, the one thing that people are saying is that they feel like the the sort of the, the Achilles heel for the Eagles is um, for our offense is if you can get pressure on Jalen Hurts. If you send you know send extra guys out and you get pressure in his face. Uh, then you know he he's liable to make some some poor decisions, and, and we did see that on Sunday. Um, that being that. said, I, I do for think it. from an overall perspective that was more of a flash in the pan than than it is a a thing that is highly repeatable. Um, and the reason I say that is because a getting that kind of pressure on Jalen Hurts with the offensive line that we have is much easier said than done. Number one, um, and then number two, with the weapons we we already had before we made the signing today to add Julio Jones. Uh, you get a little too blitz happy in there, and, and you'll have some guys running around in your secondary that you don't want running around back there, namely AJ and Julio. Because uh, as as we saw, even with AJ on Sunday, uh, you know one missed tackle, and, and you know some guys start getting run over, and it can get real scary real fast. Um, so I, I, I'm I'm not overly concerned from what I saw from this game. As a matter of fact, I'm actually glad that it happened when it did, considering that we've got the Dolphins next week. Um, I feel like that'll put an additional level of focus. Um, you know, uh, in our in our locker room, uh, going into going into this game next week, which obviously is, is a um, on paper is, is much more competition than what we should have been facing um, against yeah. the Jets. Um, one other thing I'm gonna say about the Jets real quick before I, before we move on, I guess what Aaron Rodgers is doing is flat foot ridiculous. Um, the idea that he's gonna try to come back and play uh, near the end of the season here with the, and he's, he's walking around without a boot five weeks after the Achilles surgery. Uh, I was listening to a, a doctor on I think it was on CBS Sports. <laughs> A little earlier today or yesterday, talking about the procedure, it was they call it a fast bridge. Um, it's a little bit different procedure than than the the traditional Achilles repair. Uh, I think I think they did do the same thing with Cam Akers last year. And the thing that gives me a little more hope um, for Aaron Rodgers in that in that regard than uh, than say Cam Akers, you know, from last year is because he plays a different position. You know, Cam Akers playing running back, obviously, the need to plant and cut and turn and accelerate um, and all those things that put that stress on that Achilles. Are not necessarily are not quite as necessary for a quarterback, uh, especially one like Aaron Rodgers, who is not um, his game is not reliant on his mobility. Uh, certainly, he you know he has shown the ability to move throughout his career, um, but his game is certainly much more reliant on his ability to throw the ball downfield. So, um, I, I hope just as a football fan and as a fan of Aaron Rodgers for a long time, 
I hope that he's able to come back near the end of the season. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see him be able to play well. Um, it seems more possible than, than not at this point with the way things are moving forward, um, particularly if the Jets can remain relevant in the AFC, which is also easier said than done. Um, but, you know, overall, just looking at this game, I'm not I'm not going to make any sweeping generalizations about our team going forward. And I want to say one last thing before we move on, Nick. Good stuff. I just want to say this part. I remember what I said in the training camp many of times on how Trey Lance never got an opportunity to practice with Christian McCaffrey, Trent Williams, Debo Samuel. Well, how crazy am I looking now? The one game that we actually finally got to see Purdy without Trent Williams, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel for an entire game. He didn't win. He didn't look too good without them either. All I was saying was, Damn, could Trey had a got a shot with those guys to see what he could do, to see if he could take that to another level? Um, again, I'm not here to knock Purdy. It was not a good game, but it was not a good game by a lot of the, the, the 49ers. The Niners, if there's one weakness they have on defense, and they were pretty good now. The, the, the Browns won with, what, seven, 19 points? What I'm saying is they didn't stop the run too well up the middle. That could be one of their weaknesses. I think with $41 million in cap space, they'll tell you that that is for Nick Bosa in the future because they're paying him so much. But if you want to go get it now, they may need to look and see where they can add people at. We still got to talk about trades and stuff here between now and the next two weeks because, well, Halloween, 4 p.m. Eastern is the deadline. And I think the Eagles and maybe my Niners are not quite done yet with uh, improving their rosters. Maybe Terrence and Ravens can do something as well. We'll see. All right, so moving on, guys. On Monday Night Football, the Dallas Cowboys beat the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, after we beat the Cowboys by 32, a lot of people said, hey, man, the Cowboys ain't going to stand a chance against the Chargers on the road. Man, it was like a home game for the Cowboys. We knew it would be, as I've said many a times before. The Raiders and the Chargers and the Rams they don't have home games, really. People come to Vegas and come to L.A. to vacate and take over their shit. That's it. And the Cowboys did that. They came to their house. They ate their lunch. They put their feet up on their table. They didn't wipe their feet or anything. And it was muddy outside and all of that shit. They just took over their home, just disrespectfully. Give the Cowboys some credit, guys. They came back. We didn't get to do the episode before week six kicked off. I apologize. I was out of town. I didn't get to get that episode in. Uh, these My co-host could have reminded me, hey, let's get this in on Saturday. I was busy. It was a wild weekend. But, hey, man, look, I would have said the Cowboys were going to win because I knew that they would come back. And isn't it fitting that the Niners lose and now the Cowboys win in this week-to-week league? Guys, what's your take on the Cowboys coming back Dak Prescott getting a rushing touchdown. He wasn't a statue. He didn't hold the Cowboys back. Not really. Uh, let's start with Nick. How do you feel about that game? A lot of Cowboy fans are happy that we lost, your team lost, and they got a dub. How do you feel about the Cowboys win? Of course they are, which is which makes us even more miserable to have to deal with. <laughs> um, that being said, I think your characterization of the game is a bit extreme. Um, you know, the idea that they just walked in and disrespected them, I, I, I don't think that's quite true. They won by three points um, with, you know, with the, the Chargers having the ball 
uh, late in the game. I was throwing a pick to, to put an end to it. Um, my thought, my take on the game, honestly, that Justin Herbert was not sharp. Um, there was Why a number of sharp, passes Nick? that he did. Why uh, wasn't he sharp, Nick? I, I don't know. There was a number of passes, like wide open passes, that he missed to Keenan Allen. I mean, there was at least three or four of them that that probably would have flipped the game too. I know at least two of them would have been touchdowns, and and he flat missed it. Um, I, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if it's a. Uh, I couldn't even put it on the scheme really because I mean that those the ones that he missed were there's no excuse to miss them. Um, he had one. He had, he had him up the sideline, and there was one one safety back there, 15 yards away from him. I, I expect him now to make make one man miss and, and support race to the end zone. You know, it would have been a 70 something yard touchdown on that one. And he just flat overthrew him. Um, you know, the, the, I, I'm not taking anything away from the Cowboys. They certainly played a good game. They were able to get some pressure on him, uh, even though they, they didn't get a sack until late in the game when Michael Parsons finally showed up and, uh, and made a big, big sack there late in, in the fourth quarter. But as overall, they weren't able to actually get Justin Herbert on the ground, uh, for most of the game. But they did, they did put a lot of heat in his face. Um, he, he got a lot of pressures on him during the game, and and so maybe that was why he was missing some of them. Um, but the couple, the couple that he missed, the key now, I mean, there was there's just no excuse for that. And I think Justin Herbert would probably be the first one to tell you that. Say, hey, man, you know these, you know these are just passes that I I just flat missed. Um, and then furthermore, it seems to be kind of a thing that follows the Chargers, where you know regardless of what the situation is, when it seems like they should win, they just find a way to fucking lose. Um, that goes back to Philip Rivers and and uh, um, who's the other guy they had before that. Noah Turner? Uh, no, yeah, Noah Turner when he was coaching there and, and everything else that's been going on with them. So I, I don't know if it's just a curse over their franchise or whatever the case is, but um, they just find a way to lose games that if you're when you're watching the game, you feel like they shouldn't lose. They they missed some opportunities there that they should have won that game. Uh, kudos to the Cowboys for bouncing back after an embarrassing loss last week to the 49ers. Um, we'll see what they're able to do going forward. They're still second in the division, and uh, I expect them to stay there for the rest of the year. Um, but kudos to him for bouncing back in that game. And um, the Kellen Moore revenge game was not the revenge he, he wanted. It was the revenge game. Yeah, I'm, I definitely want to say that it was from underwhelming play by uh, by Herbert. And I don't know what the cause of that is. I just think he's just not a consistent. He's not consistently great. But like I don't, I don't, I, I think he's got all the abilities. Uh, you know, I don't want to go on to them and say he's got all the abilities of, of Mahomes, but when you add Herbert's size and athleticism, you know, they're not that far apart in ability. Not at all. Like, but like, that's why you have to, you have to break greatness as something totally different from skill and ability. Like, there's, there's some other kind of factor in there that you really just can't, it's intangible. And whatever it is, Herbert doesn't, to me, possess enough of it to be considered, uh, consistently great. But that being said, I still want to give credit to the Cowboys. Uh, they could have come in with their heads down. They got beat down. I, you know, I've got a lady that I work with and she came to work, I think Wednesday with, she had all red on. And I was like, dang man, the Ford Mountains beat red all over you, you know. <laughs> so, uh, they could have, they could have walked in there with their heads down. Uh, they did and they came to play. They, they went up against a high powered offense. Uh, and I also want to say about Herbert. You know, we rated these guys. Herbert had more talent around him than anybody. Herbert had Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. He didn't always have them both there at the same time. But he, he doesn't now. He's a homer. Right, right. Exactly. That's, that's my point. And he looks mortal, right? He looks normal uh, without all that uh, without all that, all that great talent around him. 
So that's part of the problem. But just kudos to the Cowboys. They played a tough game. They won a tough game. Um, you know, it could have gone either way, honestly. But that's what it's about. You have to win tough games, and they and they pulled it out. I don't think they'll win the division, but just the fact that they can win tough games like that on the road, even though the drive at the point, if you listen to their game, if you just listen to the game, the crowd was louder for the Cowboys than it was the Chargers. Uh, uh, L.A. and Vegas are two of the worst places for home field advantage. Oh, absolutely. I mean, between that and then the fact that the Cowboys got arguably, almost inarguably, really the craziest fan base in the league, of course we knew that was they were going to take over that stadium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No doubt about it. And they did that. Congratulations to the Cowboys, though, for the win. I won't be long on it. I just want to say that I think some of what you all are saying is correct with Justin Herbert and the way he played and how he was off on some throws. Some of that had to do with the Dallas Cowboys defense. Got to give credit where credit is due. They did enough. They made plays when need be. And uh, the fourth and one that they went for at the goal line, they stopped them. Now, not saying the Chargers didn't stop them at the goal line or in the red zone. They both did it. But the Cowboys, hey, give their credit, give some credit to the defense. I've said Brandon Staley is not going to last after this season. I actually was hoping for kind of a worse start, even though two and three is not a great start. It's not a good start at all. And he still may not make it through this season, but his idiotic decision making, I'm going to go for this, I'm going to go for that, at some of the worst times of the game is going to finally get the best of him, where he'll be fired. It'll happen at some point. No, Justin Herbert wasn't perfect. He wasn't good at all. I went with the under 276 on the passing yards, got that right, knew he wasn't going to do it. He threw for like 227. Uh, The Cowboys' defense is still playing good against certain teams. This is what the Cowboys are and what they can do if they don't have to worry about Dak, you know, opening it up, spreading it out, letting it rip. We've got to score, 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 throw, throw, throw. If they can keep the game to a minimum, running the ball, playing defense, this is what they can do. If they don't, you know, you know, if they don't get that big lead or if they get beat down early like we did, if you don't jump on them, they've got a chance every week. But if they get behind, that's the problem with the Cowboys. The Chargers did not do a good job in getting on top or jumping up on them. It was not a good offensive day for the Chargers. I knew that would happen. And it's a good matchup for the Cowboys. A bad matchup for the Chargers. All right. So, now that we're talking about these games, and the Miami Dolphins, if anybody doesn't know, they're still very good offensively. It looked like they didn't want to play against Carolina, and then they just turned the light switch on and said, hey, let's get this dub. Uh, But, guys, I want to ask you all, on the fly, And we haven't talked about this at all. But after what you saw in week six, Cowboys win, Niners lose, Eagles lose. Um, The Dolphins continue to win. The Bills continue to win. But they are looking kind of sluggish doing it. The Patriots, they're terrible. They're they're as bad as it gets. This may be it for Belichick. But I just want to ask you all, I'm saying all of that to say this. On the fly. The Bengals look like they're back. I don't know how you feel about the Jags. I don't know how you feel about the Ravens. They didn't look exactly back this past week, the Bengals didn't. They they got the win. They got the win. uh, From from an offensive standpoint, I wouldn't exactly call that as as a a good game um, for them. It was a tough win, though, because I actually kind of thought Seattle would have pulled the upset off coming off the bye. I actually... 
I actually thought that was a game that the Bengals better not sleep on. They did pull it out, though. Give them credit for that. And I don't know what you feel about the Detroit Lions, who are 5-1, and one, just like the Eagles and the Niners. I'm going to ask you guys real quick. Let's start with Terrence, and then we'll get to Nick. Right now, off the top of your head, who's your top 10 teams in the NFL? After what we saw in week six, 10, 1, 0, 10, 10, 10. Who you got Ooh, in right. the NFL? All right. uh, I, I, I think the, the easiest way to do this will be to start from one. Because if I count them down, I'm going to miss somebody. Yeah. Uh, so the, the first spot, I'm still going to give to Miami. Um, the second spot, I'll give to San Fran. And this is really two and two ways. Second spot, I'll give to San Fran. Third spot, I'll give to Philly. Uh, fourth spot, I will give to Detroit. Um, fifth spot, let's go with Buffalo. Uh, sixth spot, I'll, I'll put my Ravens right there. Um, seven. Wait a minute. What, what about Kansas City? Yeah, you missed Kansas City in there somewhere. What do you got Kansas City? I just talked about the Miss Kansas City. Cincinnati. Uh, so, yeah, I ain't worried about Cincinnati. So, okay. so let's go Miami. <laughs> let's go Miami, Kansas City, San Fran, Philly, uh, Detroit, my Ravens, which ironically they play each other uh, this weekend. This weekend, Detroit and, and Baltimore does. Um, Should be good. Seven, I will slide Dallas right there. Uh, have I named Buffalo? No. Buffalo? No. Yeah, it's hard to do on the fly. All right, so let me slide Buffalo up. <laughs> I want to put Buffalo in. Uh, I said I was putting you guys on the spot. But, yeah, behind behind San Fran and Philly. Uh, so I think that puts Buffalo at five. But anyway, uh, and then I'll, I'll throw in, hmm, Dallas. I'll, throw, I'll still throw in the Chargers and Dallas. Um, yeah, I already got Dallas. I think Dallas got Dallas, yeah, Dallas already. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, and then just kind of just kind of rough at ten. Uh, I think it's ten for me, but I, I will go with Jacksonville. I go. I I go with Pittsburgh. Okay. I want to get Pittsburgh some love. Okay. Mm. Pittsburgh. It's interesting that the Ravens fan wants to get Pittsburgh some love. Hey man, an honest man. Right. Can't I got a lot of respect for Pittsburgh. I thought and, he kept very unbiased. If you don't beat them, they will beat you. That's right. I thought I mean, he was very unbiased. Sound, <laughs> how how was yours looking, Nick? How was yours looking? Uh, well, my first five are going to comprise of the, of the five uh, five and one teams that we've got in the league. I'm going to put Miami at the top. I'm going to put uh, Philly at number two. I'm going to put the Niners at three. I'm going to put. Um, I'm going to put Kansas City at four. I'm going to still show them that respect as the reigning champs. And I'm going to put Detroit at five. Uh, behind that, I'd probably go, we'll go Buffalo six, Dallas seven, Jacksonville eight, Baltimore nine. And I'm going to go, I'm going to go Cleveland at 10. Um, just because of how great that defense has been playing. Uh, they can find any kind of rhythm on offense. They can be a, they can be a dangerous team. Yeah, Cleveland, man, Cleveland is a team. I say if Deshaun Watson can get back to his to his old self, which we're waiting on it, and you know I'm hearing yeah. that he's been medically cleared, but he still is not practicing. So I don't know what's going on with that shoulder injury. But we we just lost to PJ Walker, and 
That's all if I can say about that. If he, if this Cleveland team probably makes the playoffs, I want MVP vote for Miles Garrett. Like, dude, MVP vote. Yeah, Miles Garrett is definitely I'm, playing playing his ass off this season. Cleveland is definitely a team that should be top ten. I agree. Speaking um, of TJ Walker, I, I ran across a funny stat um, as it pertains to your Niners, Jarvis. I don't know if you saw this, but the last five losses that Nick Bosa has taken has have all been to quarterbacks of color. So you know, there's been some. Some things swirling by Nick Bosa. Apparently, he said some things in the game um, that PJ Walker commented on that he said he shouldn't be saying. Um, uh huh. So you know, I, I found that kind of kind of funny. Hey man, apparently, I'm not, uh, I'm not Nick Bosa is a uh, January six type of guy. Yeah, hey man, and that's the and that January six type of guy is the same person who was congratulating Nick Bosa the day he got drafted to the 49ers. Um, but look. We're not supposed to say anything about the, hey, you know, so what if he doesn't like Black Panther? So what if he doesn't like Beyonce? That doesn't mean he doesn't like black people, you know. These were the tweets that he was doing before he got drafted. But, hey, when he got drafted, people like even Richard Sherman, who I lost a little respect for because I didn't think he was being completely honest. But they said, hey, man, he's a good teammate. He's all right with us. Okay, whatever. I can believe the things that P.J. Walker is saying. And every time he get he would get a sack on a black quarterback, we would laughingly play with each other in in next level, Nick, and be like, you know what he's saying, right? Fuck that nigga. <laughs> that's, exactly, that's, that's exactly what he's saying when he sacks them every time. It looks like he can't wait to say that. And now look, and he may not be saying that. Whatever. That's what I get. And if he's saying that, PJ Walker, I mean, something's it's gotta be something to it. But yeah, man, look. Where does fire? He's got two and a half sacks on the season. And it seems like every sack he's gotten, he's damn near been like untouched. It was a blown assignment or something. But anyway, whatever. Bang, bang, Niner game. My top 10, um, I don't even know if I may name 10. I may say 9. I may say 11. Just bear with me. I think that, first of all, um, number 10, eh, the Cowboys have to go back in there. After what they did on Monday night, the defense is still pretty good. They've got some people missing. They still can get it done, depending on, you know, what you can do against them. Now, if you can put points on them defensively, they're in trouble because now they're down, they're behind the eight ball, and they've got to ask on the offense and Dak to do more. When they, when they don't, they're just as good as anybody. So Dallas is number 10. I got the Bengals at number 9 because I think that they're, yeah, they are back. Yes, they are. They're coming. They do this every damn year. Slow start, and then, surprise, Right dead in your eyes. They're right there in the end in the AFC champ or something like that. So I got the Bengals at number nine. I'm going to say the Buffalo Bills are my number seven. And I know people think that's probably low, but, man, the Bills have gotten to I think you skipped eight. Huh? You skipped over eight. I skipped over eight? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Cincinnati at nine, and then you went to seven for Buffalo. Okay, let's, let's, let's do Buffalo at eight then. I'll do Buffalo at eight because... They've been winning a few games here. They did lose in London against the Jags. They didn't look very good on Sunday. Who did they play on Sunday night? The Giants. And I'm not going to say that Tyrod Taylor was not better than Daniel Jones, but the Giants still aren't that good. I saw the final score. I saw the total yards. The Bills, they just don't look that good uh, defensively. I know they've lost some people. Just when it looked like they were going to be the best in the AFC. I can't see it right now. 
Defense is not good. Von Miller's back. And he's been kind of quiet also. Buffalo's my eight. Uh, number seven. Whew, I'm going to go ahead and say it's Terrence's Baltimore Ravens. Because when Lamar just plays and does Lamar, man, they're fine. And I think watching them Sunday in London, I think they realize they need to just go back to that a little bit more. When they do, they're just as dangerous as anybody. They're dealing with injuries as a lot of other teams. They're usually the team that deals with it the most outside of my Niners. Give them a pass on all of that. I got Baltimore at seven. How about number six? Man, I know this is kind of low for Kansas City, but the defense is the best part of the uh, of the team. The offense is, eh, you know. And, yeah, they beat the Broncos on Thursday night, and it didn't look good. The Broncos actually played good defense on that night. The Chiefs, are they're pretty good. They've got Andy Reid. they got Patrick Mahomes. they got Travis Kelsey. That's the reason why they will always be in the very end, more than likely. I just don't know if this will be the year they make it all the way to the Super Bowl. For that, I got them at my number, is that my seven or six? Seven. Number six, man, I see a few flaws in Philadelphia. I'm going Eagles. I'm sorry. I just... Until they go get Sertain or, well, they've added Julio. It just seems like something's missing with Philadelphia. I can't quite put my finger on it. Secondary suspect, the D-line, they can just shut some shit down whenever they get ready. There's no flaws there. That ain't changed a bit. If anything, it's a little bit more dominant, a little bit more scarier. But I think I saw Lane Johnson get hurt. That could be an issue. Lane Johnson did get hurt, yeah. And Jalen Carter didn't play. Jalen Carter didn't play. Um, losing Lane Johnson is not good, and it just sometimes seems like Jalen Hurts is just either overthinking things or not thinking enough. I don't understand it, and he's pressing with the A.J. Brown stuff. Stop trying to feed the diva and just take the ball to where the defense allows you to take it to. And take off when you have to take off. Not that he's not doing that. It just seems to be a little bit indecisive sometimes. So they're my number six. Only because of the, you know, I think the secondary is a little weak. They can run the ball, but they didn't do much of that against the Jets. The Jets were the Jets were good, and Jalen Hurts. He's Jets solid front. Yeah, yeah, stronger front. All right, my number five, Detroit Lions. They're good. We got to put some respect on their name. They're really good, offensively and defensively. I don't see many flaws. This offense is kind of hard to stop. I've been talking about Jerry Goff for quite some time. They're good. I'm gonna say their number. Five. I'm running out of spots here. Number four. Number four. Number four. It is for me. I would say number four. Damn, who was number four? Uh, Kansas City. No, I've already said Kansas City. Number four. Number four. Number four. I had it right here. Um, let's see. San Francisco. No, Miami. The Miami Dolphins. And I think you got Miami at four. No, I really don't want to have them at four, but I just feel, I don't like, wait a minute. I feel like there's somebody I'm missing though. Oh no 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 number four. I'm gonna give four to the Cleveland Browns because of what they did without Deshaun Watson. Nick Chubb is down for the year, and they what they they beat the best one of the best teams in the league with PJ Walker. So yeah, give me the Browns because of their defense. Number four. And um, number three, man, number three, 
I think you reach for that four spot for Cleveland. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm reaching period with these last four. I I I think I put these teams. <laughs> I think I put some of these teams too far down, and I should move them up. But I don't know who I replaced yeah. them with. How about I just finish it off with saying that the Jets, when they get their guys back outside in the corner, and I, what they're doing with Zach Wilson, the fact that they're three and three, and Aaron Rodgers is supposed to be done for the year, which I think he will be. What the hell? Put them in my top five. Put them at three, four, two, three. I don't care. The Jets are playing good football, and they just beat the Eagles. Number two, again, I'm all out of pocket here, but I, I just need to hurry up and finish. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, yeah, I would say so. Man, my Niners are still the best team is what I'm trying to get to. I think that, look, we lost CMC. We lost Debo. Trent Williams is not 100%. Our, our CB2 got hurt also. Like, damn. Um, <laughs> honestly, and we still were just 41 yards away from winning the damn game. If he wins the game, we talk about how heroic Purdy was. Even though he had a bad game, he drove them down to the field goal and they won the game. We're talking about him a little differently because he missed the field goal. That's Jake Moody, somebody that the Niners reached for in the third round. We're still the best team, though. The problem is for me is we're top heavy, as I said. I need to see a little bit more depth. Randy Gregory, he was very good in his debut as a 49er. And Bosa did get a sack when we needed it in the fourth quarter late. But um, the Browns still beat us. And the Browns got the win. So, But I still think we're best. We're the number one team in the league. Uh, number two, man... Philly, I definitely just wanted to be disrespectful, I guess, Nick, by putting them at six. They're definitely in the top five still. But, man, Kansas City. Yeah, this, ah, Kansas City, Kansas City. I just, I don't know. It's just, that just, something's missing about them. This is kind of convoluted. They're good, man, but who cares? You know what? Just who cares? All of these teams are good from Dallas all the way to Kansas City and Cincinnati, Buffalo. I don't know what we want to put Jacksonville at. They're, they're, Funny, fishy team up and down. But I know what I should have done was start with maybe a team like Houston. That maybe should have been my number 10. And put some respect on them because they are playing good defense. D'Amico Ryan, C.J. Stroud is playing pretty good football. here still as a rookie. And they're, they're at 500. So the Texans should have got a little love, I believe, maybe. I don't know what to say about... Um, I don't know what to say about the uh, what are they who was who, who are they again? The Saints. Don't know what to say about the Saints. Well, as we keep it moving, Nick, I want to ask you real quick. The Saints lost to the Houston Texans in Houston, and there were fans, some fans, chanting for Jameis Winston's name. When you're paying Derek Carter money, that you're paying him, uh, Nick. I don't think. Those are the chants you want to hear. I don't think these are the numbers that you want to see when you look at Derek Carr's numbers for Sunday. And again, with the money he's making, it to me it just seems like wherever he goes, the offense can't score points or not enough of them. What's your thoughts on Derek Carr and the Saints? They lose to the rookie, C.J. Stroud, and the Houston Texans. Well, I'm actually bragging. I, I kind of, I'm kind of in a, in a pickle right here, right? Because uh, I was the one saying, you know, after the draft and well before the season started, that C.J. Stroud was going to be the best quarterback to come out of this draft. 
and that he, he was the one that was most pro-ready and that, that would probably end up winning rookie of the year. Um, and then I, and on the other side of it, I was also the one saying, hey, y'all really kind of underrate Derek Carr a lot here. Um, overall, you know, just taking a look at that game, Texas are a better team than we thought they were going to be, uh, well, than most of us thought they were going to be. I know Jarvis said, obviously, that he thought they would be better than people expected, um, that the defense would be good, that Miko Ryans has definitely gotten them together and, uh, and got them playing well for sure. Um, and, and the Saints, you know, themselves also have a, have a pretty good defense. Um, I, I think the part, the part of the problem with the Saints is that Michael Thomas is not what, what we thought he was going to come back to be. He, he has not come returning anywhere near to his former self, uh, number one. Um, Chris Olave, I think, is still, you know, he's still, he's still rising, but he's definitely a good receiver. Um, somebody that Derek Carr could probably utilize a bit more. Um, and then finally, they, you know, they just recently getting out of a compare back. So I think that'll be something that'll help to boost their offense and help to get them kind of on track, particularly once he and Derek Carr can kind of get a rapport. Because um, Kamara is one of those weapons that you can use, you know, almost like a CMC. You can put him pretty much anywhere in the backfield, line him up in the slot, um, find just a lot of creative ways to get him the football and, and let him get an open space. So, um, you know, the, the, the fact that they lost to the Texans is not um, – not something that alarms me from the standpoint of, hey, I picked the Saints to win the division. Um, because, hey, the rest of, for one, the rest of the division does not look very good. I know the, the Buccaneers have been, uh, a little bit surprised and a little bit better than people expected with Baker Mayfield at the helm. Uh, but I still expect the Saints to win the division there. I think the defense is, is good enough. Uh, I think Derek Carr, once, uh, once he and Kamara can get some, some rapport together, um, I think that'll, that'll kind of improve. And, and if they can get anything more out of Michael Thomas, um, then you know the Saints will be okay. They'll be they'll be a team that makes the playoffs. Albeit, I don't see them as a as an overall threat or anything to um, to go deep in the playoffs. So um, you know, the more I look at actually a lot of the games from this weekend, I feel like this is one of those kind of freaky weekends where uh, things happen. Man, you know, the Eagles, the 49ers, the Saints, uh, the Bills nearly losing to the Giants. Um, you know, just, just a lot of things happen that were unexpected. It's one of those weekends, man. You chalk it up, you know, that's one of those, you know, for some things you may just burn the tape and say, hey, we, we move forward. T, anything you got on this? Uh, no, not really, man. I'm, I'm not surprised. I, Nick is the president of the uh, Derek Carr fan club, but he is. Damn right. I mean, he is in that fan club by himself. I have never really had much faith in him. I, I think he's got a lot, you know, a lot like uh, Herbert we just talked about. He's got a lot of skill, a lot of ability, but there's something that's just intangible that's just not there. Uh, so he's, he's always been a decent player, just not great for some, for whatever reason. And, I, you know what? Michael Thomas just set out too long, man. He missed like two, three years almost, it seems like, and it's hard to come back from. Even even for head coaches, ask Sean Payton. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so... I don't have anything else. Um, we pretty much talked about the biggest storylines, I would say. The Cowboys win, Niners lose, Eagles lose. Uh, the trade deadline is two weeks away, August 30th. I mean, October 31st, Halloween, 4 p.m. Eastern. Who's going to go where? There's a few teams after these losses. Hey, what do they need to do to get better, to improve the roster, to make sure they get the Super Bowl nod? Uh, there will be some teams like us, my Niners and Knicks Eagles, that will go all out. Maybe even Terrence's Ravens. We'll see how it goes. But right now, I want to quickly ask you guys about October 24th, opening night, the NBA. 
on TNT returns. And um, a lot to look forward to with the NBA. And opening night, you're going to have the uh, Suns and Warriors uh, get things started off. Chris Paul in Golden State. Can't wait to see how that's going to look. Michael, damn, Bradley Beal is now in Phoenix. He's going to be playing with Booker and KD. That should be a good way to start the season off. And then you've got the Lakers playing against the defending champion Denver Nuggets. That should be interesting as well. Lakers, Nuggets, Suns, Warriors. Just your thoughts on those four teams as a whole. It doesn't matter who wins. If you want to say who's going to win, go ahead. But it's just tip, it's NBA tip-off, and we're just getting ready for it, and we're happy to see basketball back. And we can't wait to see where these guys stand, the ADs, the Jokic, whatever they're saying about Denver not really being who they were, and they've lost too many pieces. I can't wait to see that for myself, even though I don't think they'll win opening night. That's how it always is. Get your rings. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. We do got a game to play. And they lose. No biggie. But, guys, your thoughts on what's going to happen and what are you looking forward to seeing on opening night? Um, honestly, I mean, I know it, it, it'll be early. The season will be starting. The only thing I'm really looking forward to is seeing Shaq <laughs> uh, and Kenny and Chuck and, and, and Ernie. Shout out to Ernie. A lot of respect for Ernie. Uh, seeing those guys cut up in the studio one more time. It's, it's the best thing on TV. It's been the best thing on TV for a long time now. As far as basketball-wise, just really, I just, I just want to see how Golden State tries to implement Chris Paul into what they do. Uh, I can't take this, this situation that Chris Paul is in seriously until I see something tangible. Until that time, I, I not to disrespect Chris Paul, not to disrespect Delph or Steve Kerr, any of those guys, but Chris Paul on that team right now, to me, in my opinion, is a joke. Hmm. I'll believe it when I see it. Hmm. I would say, I, I, I'd say calling it a joke might be taking it a bit far, in my opinion, um, but I, I do find it interesting. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's, I laughed, but I wasn't laughing at it more so than I was <laughs> laughing like it, it seems redundant almost, kind of. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, because when well, not even redundant, it, it, it seems outside of what they do. And maybe maybe the way they end up figuring it out is that it really just adds a different element to their offense um, than, than what they've had previously. Because, uh, obviously, the thing that's made their, their team a little bit different and that uh, even the Nuggets, if you look at them, really, have kind of expanded upon is that Draymond Green has been really kind of the, the main ball handler and, and the decision maker when it comes to um, you know, finding guys in, in their spots and, and finding the passes to uh, to get guys, you know, get Steph open for his threes or Clay open for his. Um, Jordan Poole, obviously, you know, maybe two years ago last year, maybe not so much. Draymond wasn't too much looking to pass to him. He passed him something, but it wasn't the best. He passed him something. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so I, I just found it a strange fit um, for sure. So I am curious to see how they're going to implement him in that. Uh, but this is that. This is uh, obviously one of my favorite times of the year. You know, I mean, you know, once the NBA season kicks off, then basically there's something for me to watch sports wise on TV every single night. You know, you got Sunday night, you got Sunday and Monday football, you got basketball on Tuesdays and Thursday, uh, football on Thursday, you got football Friday and Saturday. Uh, so my only quote unquote, and then you got basketball on Wednesday. 
So, I mean, this is my favorite time of the year. There's always something for me to watch, always something to, to review on, on Sports Center the next morning. Uh, so, I'm definitely looking forward to all of that. Those I'm looking forward to for Tuesday night specifically is uh, there's been a lot of jawing back and forth with the uh, with the Nuggets and the Lakers um, going on. So, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, kind of what the uh, what the temperature is in the room uh, when, when they, you know, obviously the Nuggets will get their rings and, and uh, drop their banner uh, on Tuesday night and with the Lakers in town. So, That'll be fun um, with all the things going back and forth between LeBron and Mike Malone. Michael Malone, excuse me, because you know how he feels about you calling him Mike. Um, you know, and Anthony Davis and all those guys. It's kind of, you know, having the back and forth about, you know, well, if this had happened and that had happened and, you know, really this, that, and the third. The Lakers got swept. So the idea that they're talking as much as they are is, is wild to me. Um, but I'm looking forward to it regardless. I think it's going to be a, a fun season um, with all the moves we've seen in the offseason. Obviously, Dane. Uh, relocating to Milwaukee, uh, as, as T mentioned, we got Bradley Beal now in Phoenix um, with with Book and KD. So uh, the way that offense is going to look, I mean, you're going to put your third defender on Bradley Beal. Good fucking luck. Um, I mean, that's a guy that scored 30 points a game in this league multiple times as a number one option. You're going to make, you're going to put in your third best on him. It's going to be a lot of buckets going up in Phoenix. So uh, definitely looking forward to it. As far as predicting a winner. I guess I would probably parlay a Nuggets and Suns. Uh, yeah, Suns playing the worst. I'd probably say Nuggets and Suns. I think I think the Suns will probably be able to come together um, here pretty quickly. Obviously, with Book and KD, they've already had some time together last year. Now that they've had the off season to really get together and, and kind of get that thing, uh, get that machine together, get it kind of well oiled, and then add Bradley Beal to it. Um, that's that's a lot of talent, man. It's hard to deny that. Um, but overall, I'm just looking forward to a great season. Hopefully, we get keep the guys healthy all year, and uh, and look forward to, to getting John Moran back after his suspension, and uh, just really seeing the NBA uh, really kind of blow up again. Hey, uh, and, and speaking of the NBA, we've got a good preseason game that I'm about to try to catch. I know by the time the Great Debate Show audience hears this, it'll already be past tense. But the Nuggets and the Clippers are about to play in about five minutes or so. And that's a pretty good uh, preseason game to check out in L.A. If, uh, from the looks of it, Westbrook, Leonard, and George are going to play. So, may check that out. Just a little preseason action. It's the last one for everybody tonight. So Yeah, yeah. A lot a lot of teams, obviously, everybody's closing out their preseason this week. So, a lot of them use yeah. that last game as kind of the dress rehearsal. Uh, so, you'll see all the stars out um, playing some decent minutes and, and kind of figuring out how their lineups and their rotations won't look. So, that, that's definitely a good time to start watching. No diggity, no doubt. So, yeah, Lakers Nuggets, hey, I'm going to enjoy it. All the chirping that Nick says going on, I wasn't aware of it, but it's good to know. It's good to hear. They're just setting it up. The Nuggets will get their rings and they'll lose. No big deal. Lakers fans will get as delusional as they can be like Cowboy fans, and they will just say, we're going to win the championship. We just beat the champions, and it's opening night. Calm down. But that's what's going to happen. I just want to see good basketball. I just want to see good matchups. I hope AD is there. I hope he shows up. And I hope he, you know, is ready. Uh, take it to Jokic. Let's see what you got. We know what we're going to get from Joker. We know what we're going to get from Jamal Murray. And I just can't wait to see if the Nuggets have lost a lot as far as their bench goes or, you know, their role players. I know Bruce Brown was a loss, but I don't know if it was that huge of a loss. They've got this other guy. Uh, I think it's Braun, Braun or Brown or something like that, man. Is it Bryce Braun? Uh, yeah, Christian Braun. Christian Braun? Man, that boy. Yeah. All right. He's going to surprise everybody like, um, um, help me out the Laker. Uh, uh, Russell? 
No, no. No, 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 no. The Caucasian. The Caucasian. Yeah, white kid from Arkansas. Yeah, I can't think of his name. AR AR fifteen. I forgot what he what he. Yeah, I can't think of it to save my life. But that Laker. Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves. Yeah. That watch out for this Christian Braun. Got to be that same type of player. He's very gritty, very nasty. He plays defense. He can hustle. He can shoot, catch and shoot anyway. Man, I don't think Denver. I think Denver's gonna be just fine. I can't wait to see oh, yeah. Phoenix though. Phoenix is definitely gonna be uh, a yeah top. Three team in the Western Conference. I can't wait to see what they look like, what they do. I can't wait to see the Spurs, Wimby. I can't wait to see him and what he does. Um, I can't by wait. By the to way, see the- did you see? Did you see the look on? Uh, I think it was Thomas Bryant's face when he got dumped on by Wimby from outside the restricted area. Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't see it, but yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they played the uh, played the Heat in a preseason game uh, the other night, three three or four nights ago. Uh-huh. And Wendy turned around and dunked one from outside the restricted area, and, and Thomas Bryant looked at the camera like an episode of The Office. Like, bro, did, did anybody else see that? Man, um, so I mean, if you dunk on people from outside the restricted area, I, I don't know what you're supposed to do about that. It'll just be interesting to see if he can make them close to an eight seed team in the for, to make the playoff to make a playoff run with the Spurs. How much can he do? How much can he carry on his back with this team? I think he can carry a lot, though. I mean, it doesn't even look real. Again, it's like he just jumped out of a transformation chamber. He was just cloned. Like, hey, you. He looks like one of those my player guys that we create on 2K. You know, like, we're going to be the tallest. We're going to be the fastest. We're going to be the, you know, like fake shit. That's what it looks like, though, and this is really him. This is not a creator. This is not a create player. This is not my MB, my player. This is just, Wow. So, yeah, can't wait to see it. A lot of things to look forward to in the NBA this season. I think it's going to be a good season. The balance of the talent is there. What's up with Harden? Is he going to be a Clipper or not? I finally got the real scoop. I think I sent it to you guys. I'm not sure. But the real scoop is basically just what we thought, I think. Hey, for whatever reason, Harden asked Daryl Morey to trade him to the Clippers. Daryl Morey said, all right, you got it. As if he's always said yes to James Harden. He's gave this man a boatload of money, you know. And the word is, though, is that James Harden, I mean, uh, Daryl Morey is, is telling James Harden that, hey, man, um, <laughs> the Clippers aren't answering. And uh, there's people within the Clippers organization that you know Harden talks to, and they're telling Harden, no, <laughs> he's not answering. We've called. So, this is the reasons for Harden calling him a liar. He didn't want to play for him anymore, blah, blah, blah. But Daryl Morris gave this man, James Harden, everything he's asked for. And he's a very rich and wealthy man because of it. And now, all of a sudden, you want to go to the Clippers? <sighs> like, sometimes it's just like, man, you ungrateful ass. And I, I bet you that's what Daryl Morley is thinking right now and saying to himself about James Harden. I can't take Harden's side. I'm not a fan of him anyway. I'm sick of his antics, and I don't give a shit if he plays for the Sixers or the Clippers this year. I'm just wanted to just or anybody, yeah, or anybody. But I just wanted to put it out there that it's kind of out the bag now on what's holding all of that up. You know, Daryl Morey is like, man, fuck off. You know, like he's he's giving him the runaround now, and Harden knows that. He's giving them the runaround by telling him they're not answering. They're saying, nah, man, that's all cap. <laughs> so, 
Who cares? We'll see how it goes. But shout out to the Pelicans too. Uh, they were in Atlanta. I was mm-hmm. in Atlanta. I was in Atlanta over the weekend, and uh, they were in town playing the Hawks. And uh, I got to see a few of the players for the Pelicans that we were staying at the same hotel. And uh, I asked those guys what was Zion at, and uh, my son said he's probably hanging with some of them baby mamas. And the guy, the other player, just put his head down and laughed and just walked away. Uh, but we didn't see him. He was gone. Uh, the first bus had already been loaded and gone. But we did see, uh, man, he plays good defense. I can't think of the guard's name. But uh, I, I want to ask you all a question. I'm actually glad you brought the Pelicans up because I was going to say something. Okay. I knew that it was a, a – I knew who the guy was because I watched basketball when I stepped on the elevator. But I want to ask you guys. When we step, when the player got off the elevator and we made our way on down, and the elevator closed, a Caucas- an older Caucasian lady said, "Now, which team does he play for? Is that or is that not racist, or do you think she just really thought he was a ball player?" Both. A little bit of both. What you got, both. T? Yeah. What you got, T? I, and I'm not I, saying I, I think I would, it's racist. I, I would think it's probably both. Probably both. Okay. And again, it's always, it's always, it's always safe to bet on both. Right. For the record, she probably, she probably actually thought he was a ball player just because it's Atlanta, and so those that's the places you can see yeah. celebrities just at random. Yeah. Um. You know, I went to Atlanta back in May, and I ran to a couple people that I ran. Fucking Emily Chopper standing outside my hotel. Yeah. Uh, but um, by the same token, it was also probably uh, six foot eight nigga. He probably he got to do something athletic. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look at the record. Maybe she thought. Maybe she had already heard that the Pelicans were staying. In the same hotel we were in, I actually heard it myself as soon as I got there. So maybe she heard it. Who knows? But I just had to ask the question because I laughed my ass off to myself like me like, why the fuck you think he got to be a ball player? But I honest, he definitely looked like one, no doubt about it. He's about a good six five. Uh, man, what's the other point guard man for 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 New Orleans? Um, damn, I don't know. So not not, C- not CJ McCollum. No, not McCollum. I didn't see CJ. Uh, I can't think of his name. Um, damn it! And I play pretty good with him on two uh, K defensively, but yeah, it was. I can't think of who they I can't think of any, but it was him. And um, good, but anyway, it was it was good to see some of those people and the Pelicans. It just came to me like, what are they going to do? What is Zion going to do this year if he plays? There it is. Yes, I, I, I'm I'm going to tell you something. Come on, come I was on. watching. They had they had some clips up on him uh, a little bit earlier. They played a preseason game tonight. I think they were playing the is the Bulls. Maybe they were playing tonight. I can't remember the Pelicans. Um, I saw a couple. Of, yeah. Hold on a second. I can tell you. I was just looking. Liberty, Liberty, they playing. I, I was watching. I just had some clips of Zion. Zion looks good, and not not just good just as a basketball player. I mean, he looks he looks healthy. He looks okay. like he looks like he's lost a little weight. Looks like he's he's been working on his body and taking it seriously and getting himself together. So if, and as we've seen, when he's healthy, that's a game changer. I mean, there's, there's no two ways about it. On on both ends of the floor, you know, he, he creates turnovers and and once he gets out in the open floor, good fucking luck. Go go sit down. Don't jump because if you jump, you're gonna end up on ESPN. I just you jump. All you hear is da 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 da. It's over. You're gonna be on a highlight. And the Pelicans um, beat the Magic. They beat the Magic 104 92. Um, that was the Magic they were playing. You're right. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, so if, if he's going to, you know, if Zion can show up and give the Pelicans 60 65 games this year and be healthy going into the playoffs, look out. I'm not, I'm not saying they're going to go win it all or anything crazy like that, but yeah. 
I, I would not be surprised to see them knock out somebody that maybe we wouldn't have expected them to knock out. Yep. I would not doubt that one bit. This team is dangerous when they've got him on the floor. And when B.I. can just – B.I. have his moments where he can just take over. Um, I didn't get to see him. I would have definitely knew him if I saw him. But, uh, yeah, right. that team, that team is very tricky. And I, I didn't know last year what they are going to come. But then, once again, Zion did what I expected him to do. He didn't play enough. If he plays, no doubt about it, Nick. I agree with you hands down. Uh, Terrence, is there anybody that you could see, like, just out of nowhere in the NBA, East or West, where it's like kind of what your Knicks did last year? Who do you think could do that, if any? Mm. Portland. That's a good one. Yeah, I, I, I think Portland, if, if, if Scooter's as good as people are saying he's going to be, uh, the team is going to be young and good for a long time, but my eyes are actually on Sacramento. Uh, they wouldn't be coming out of anywhere because they had a good series against Golden State last year, but are they going to be able to take that next level and be able to get past the Golden State or uh, past the Nuggets or, or Phoenix or any of these teams that are... Or yeah. Memphis. <laughs> Or Memphis, yeah, yeah. Sacramento is essentially what Memphis was like two years ago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. listen, young team, exciting. They're probably the most exciting team in the league. It's, it's, they they excited me more than anybody in the playoffs last year. So, can they take the next step? That's 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 one of the things I'm watching for this year. They are exciting, no doubt about it. Okay, so yeah, I can't wait. NBA season is about to arrive, October 24th. Uh, the NBA kicks off. Suns, Warriors, Lakers, Nuggets. And I can't wait, especially now after hearing what Nick said about what the Warriors, I mean what the uh, Nuggets and Lakers are doing right now, kind of kind of chirping at each other. I can't wait. Can't wait to see it. LeBron, it's his 21st season in the NBA. He's going to be 39 in a few months. Can't wait to see uh, how, uh, you know, he's going to look this season, how they're going to play him. They say he's going full throttle. So it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, what happens with the Lakers, the Celtics? I can't wait to watch them and Milwaukee for the first real games and the matchups. I think it's going to be good. Hopefully, we have some good basketball. And uh, there's words, there's rumors, there's words out there. I mean, not rumors. You can look up some of the highlights for yourself, I guess. But they say Ben Simmons is back, y'all. They say he's back. Yeah. I know. Yeah, that. I know he is. Yeah, a lot of people probably didn't think they'd ever hear those words, but he's back. From what I'm hearing in Brooklyn, can't wait to see that, um, to see what they do. I, I like the Portland pick, though, Terrence, because they they benefited a lot from these damn trades, man. That they, they did well. I think all three teams they won that. They still got to flip, right? They still got to flip, Brogdon. And they will. Can't wait to see how that goes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, I, I'm, I'm happy for Portland. I'm happy for Boston. And I'm happy for, I mean, Portland, Phoenix, and uh, Milwaukee because, man, I think they all won in their own right uh, with some of the things that they did. But that's pretty much all I got, guys, uh, for the Great Debate Show. Terrence, is there anything that you want to say? I know we didn't really touch on your Ravens. You beat the Titans. Maybe who you got next or some things that you would like to see the Ravens do more of or I don't know. Yeah, well, no, not, not really. Uh, I'm just glad that they actually won a game and, and won a tough game. And you know, they went into the fourth quarter with a lead. And I'm just like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Um, hmm. I know, right? Oh, uh, man. I, my, my concern is more for Tennessee. Uh, Tannehill ain't working. It's not going to work. And at some point, they got to realize we have wasted years on this. 
I mean, how much more time are we going to waste on it? They're going to get brave and fired. Is Derrick Henry going to get traded before this trade deadline is up? Are the he Titans going to go ahead and throw in the towel? It's, it's, it's time to blow it up. Th- it's time to blow it up. They're they, 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 they they smart, they will. They have reached their peak. It's over. I'm sorry. Uh, they got to move on from Tannehill. See if a team wants a veteran quarterback and try to move on from from him now. Uh, but it's over with. I'm sorry. So as y'all got the Lions coming to town next week. Right now, y'all are showing as a three point favorite. Yeah, piece of cake. Piece of cake over the Lions. Piece of cake. For who? Piece of cake. For the Ravens. Piece of cake. We'll see. Where is that game again? Where is it at? It's in Baltimore. Okay. It's in Baltimore. Yeah. Who's the Thursday night game? Who's the Thursday night game? Jags and Saints, Thursday. I believe. Am I right? Jags and Saints. Yeah, I think so. Jags and Saints. We can go ahead and predict that since we won't be back until after that game. If anybody would care to. Nick, you're an NFC guy. You can go first. No, it's yes. NFC and AFC. Jags, Saints, NFC hey, South. Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Derek Carr. How convenient. New Orleans I'm, 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 rolling, I'm rolling with the Jag. Derek Carr. <laughs> the Jaguars. Ah, ah, I hate to agree with Nick here, but the Jaguars have won like three straight. They won two straight in London. They just came back and got a win against the Colts. I think Trevor Lawrence got an injury. I don't know how serious it is, but whether he plays or not, the Jags have already won enough games right now. It's time for them to lose again. And this is me coming from the scripted version of my, my theories here. It's getting a little cloudy right now. It's getting late. I'm just going to say, as I hear these two things rattling in my head right now. That's why it's getting cloudy. <laughs> I said rattling in my head. No, but seriously, though, this is the week where the Jags probably will lose because the Saints didn't look good against the Texans. And I say they go 1-1 one one versus the AFC South this week. I don't know how good Derek Carr is going to look, but I think the Saints can do enough to bounce back against the Jaguars because um, the Texas defense is better than the Jags, and C.J. Stroud is probably playing a little bit better football than Trevor Lawrence. So I think that this competition for the Saints this week will be a little bit easier than it was last week. Give me the Saints. Maybe an upset, but I'll take the Saints on this when it's time for them to get another win. Maybe Jags have won enough. The Saints are currently a one-point favorite at home for that game, so it's basically a pick Oh, damn. Yeah, it is. One point. Damn. They don't even know. But I think it'll be the Saints. They're at home, too. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be rough for Jacksonville. That would be a huge win for the Jags, though, if they can pull that off. But, man, that atmosphere, I've been in there. It really does sound like they're actually pumping music, in, I mean, noise in there until you're actually just in there like, damn. Well, y'all shut the hell up, but it's 60,000, 70,000 people. They can't hear you. It'll be a rough environment for the Jags to play in. I'll take the Saints. Terrence, who you got? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm rolling with the Jaguars. Uh, I, just, I, I don't have faith in Derek Carr. Uh, now, of course, yeah, if, yeah. If, if there's no Trevor Lawrence, then that's a different discussion. But uh, until that time, I just, I just like the Jaguars a little better than I like the Saints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got you. We'll see how it goes, guys. It's the week-to-week league in the NFL. A lot of people thought that the 49ers were going to stump the Cleveland Browns when you heard Deshaun Watson wasn't playing. That's not how it but was. I was the only person that you heard say, hey, this is the problem. You did say that, T. That's the only yeah. – that's that's a game nobody saw coming and it happened. So you never know what will happen in this league. Zach Wilson beating the Eagles. Who would have thunk? 
Nobody. And that's the reason why it happened. That's the way these games are. The Bills. I don't know what their cover. I don't know what the point spread was, but I don't think they covered it. As they barely got a no, win. Like, it was like 14 and a half, I think, or 12 and a half, something like that. Okay, so they didn't come close. Right. No. So you never know how these games are going to go, how this league is. It's the NFL, the National Fix League. You never know how this shit will go. But that's all I've got. We've talked about the NBA. It's about to get underway. We can't wait. Week 7 of the NFL kicks off with the Saints and Jags. We've already given our picks. Um, guys, that's 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 pretty much it. I, I feel like it was a few things that I wanted to at least just not brush on it, but at least just mention it. But um, I'm sorry. I'm just totally clueless right now or whatever that was. So I'm out for the count. I'm done. We're going to call that that. Y'all be easy out here. Y'all be safe out there, man. Peace out. Get out.